recently on the uh, YouTube videos, the latest uploads was excuses for not keeping the Sabbath. And, you know, over when, when you keep the Sabbath, sometimes you get tired of the attacks on the Sabbath. People always, you know, telling you reasons why they don't keep it. And so it was a series of, of just going through each one of those and trying to debunk those reasons why people don't keep the Sabbath. But just recently, I heard a new one. And I haven't done a video on this one yet, but they said that the way you, basically, in a, in a nutshell, is, is the way you keep the Sabbath is by not keeping it. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, the guy went into this long explanation about Hebrews, uh, those that enter into his rest, and the word rest, you know, you don't really do anything, that the moment you start doing something like trying to, you know, keep or, or you're, you're in disbelief, you're working your way. And so you just, it's sort of like spiritualize that, that commandment away. You just sort of enter his rest and you don't do anything. Just sort of, you know, I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm getting, but it, it's, it's insanity. Some of the... Uh, you know, excuses that, that people come up with. It's, it's never ending. Um, it's almost like a determination to dismiss. I don't know of any other commandment that gets the attacks uh, more so than the Sabbath day. It's like I am determined to disprove this and, and to, it's, it's really unreal when you think about it. This guy said, you need to open this up for debate. You know, I want to debate this issue so I can disprove the Sabbath is basically what it was saying, you know. And uh, it, it, it really is unreal. But I began to think about the Sabbath. I thought, you know, maybe, maybe we're missing something here. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe we're missing something by not either understanding or explaining the real importance of the Sabbath. Because when you've been keeping the Sabbath a long time, as we all have, it gets to be routine. And it's, it's just something that you go through the motion of doing. And I sometimes wonder, do we really understand the Sabbath, and not just, just the weekly Sabbath, but the annual Sabbaths of how important they are to us and the reason that we're keeping them. Now, you know, a lot of times in dealing with people, the, the statement, because God said so, is not enough. It, I mean, it should be enough, should it not? Because it's the fourth commandment, that, that should be enough. But a lot of times, you know, that's not enough. Um, you know, it's the, the seventh day of the week. That's not enough either. either. You know, people will say, well, what's the big deal about the seventh day? Why not another day? Why does it have to be the seventh day? And again, well, because God said so. You know, a lot of times that's not enough. And if all the Sabbath is about is worship, which is not, it goes way beyond just worship. It's about connectivity with God, connecting to a holy God. But, you know, why can't I worship on any day? And so we live in a world where, you know, church service, basically when you look at church services, that, that it's nothing more than a 45-minute worship service, and that is the objective. In other words, once I've done that, that's all God expects from me. I'm ta not talking about us, but I'm talking about basically the, the, the world of churchianity. That's, you know, okay, I, I've got my 45-minute 40, worship service. 
that's what is expected of me, and that's enough. I have worshipped God. I have worshipped God. Um, we live in a world where the importance of the Sabbath is really not realized. And again, I want to ask us the question, do you realize why God's Sabbaths are so important? Now, the title of this message is The Compass. The Compass. And you know what a compass is. It's an instrument for determining direction. An instrument for determining direction. You know, if you were on the sea, the ocean, I've, I've never really been. Mike just got back, so he knows what this is like. But you know, you need a compass to navigate your sailboat or whatever, because everything out there would look the same, would it not? It's just sort of just, when you're out there in the middle of it, it's just all the same. Everything looks the same. You know, all churches seem to look the same also. They have resemblance, you know. They have a steeple. They have people that go there. You know, they sort of all look the same. But we need a beacon. We need something that we can hang our hat on. We need a signpost. This is the way back to God. Now, I want to begin by looking at Ezekiel 20 and verse 19. Ezekiel 20 and verse 19. <clears throat> Let's turn there and read a passage about God's Sabbaths. Ezekiel 20 and verse 19. I hope this is right here. I, I got it wrong last time. <clears throat> it says, I am, am I right? I am the Lord your God. <laughs> Walk in my statues and keep my judgments and do them. And hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. That's a powerful st statement there. The Sabbath is a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Notwithstanding, the children rebelled against me. They walked not in my statues, neither kept my judgment to do them, which if a man do, he shall live in them. But they polluted my Sabbaths. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. Now, this, this concept you see again and again when you look at the word Sabbaths or Sabbath. You find these statements. They have polluted my Sabbaths. They have defiled my sanctuaries and have profaned my Sabbaths. You ever ask the question, why does this issue keep coming up again and again in the Bible? I mean, if, if, you know, from the world's perspective, if the Sabbath is not important, why is this issue in which that sort of is, to me, it seems like most Christians fall into that category where they say it's really not important. Why is this issue coming up? They have polluted, they have defiled, they have profaned my Sabbaths. You type in the word Sabbath or Sabbaths, and usually it's connected with, you know, a rejection of that day, the rejection of the Sabbath. <clears throat> now, in the Bible, when you find the word Sabbath, plural, usually it's referring to the annual holy days in, 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 that we, we keep. In other words, the definition is such times uh, as they are appointed for divine worship. But you know, when you think about it, all Sabbaths, whether you're talking about the weekly Sabbath or the annual Sabbath, are divine appointments with God. They're all in the same. In other words, what I'm doing is I con I'm connecting. 
I'm saying regardless of whether you're talking about the weekly Sabbath or the annual Sabbath, they are all divine appointments with God. I'm making no distinction between them. Not really. Now, in other words, all of God's Sabbath represents to me a compass that leads us in the direction to God. Now, I think it is the seven-day Adventists, while they keep the weekly Sabbath, they don't keep the annual Sabbaths or holy days. They make a distinction between the two. Now, we do not. We understand that the Sabbaths are all, whether weekly or annual, are appointments for divine worship and connectivity with God. So I want to go through several points here on how God's Sabbaths, how they are like a compass, how they are like a compass that leads us in the direction to God. Number one, God's Sabbaths are foundational. In other words, they go right back to the very beginning of creation. And I think this is critical. They are foundational, the Sabbaths. Now, like I said, the reason I believe this is that both weekly and annual Sabbaths are found in the creation account. That's important. Let's take a look at it. Genesis 2 and verse 2. Genesis 2 and verse 2. It says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. You know, the importance of this to me is critical. Anytime you go back to the very beginning and you find, what you find is creation, man, God's Sabbaths. I mean, you, you get those two, right, right off the get-go, right back to the foundation, you have creation, man, God's Sabbaths. That you, that's something you don't just dismiss. It's a, it's a, you know, again, it's foundational. So here we have the Sabbath, which would be referred to as the weekly Sabbath. You have creation, man, the weekly Sabbath. Now, Consider this verse about the, God's annual holy days or Sabbaths. Genesis 1 in verse 14. Again, we're looking at right out the get-go, the foundation of the importance of God's Sabbaths. Genesis 1 in verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the days from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Now that word, you need to look this up for yourself, seasons. The Hebrew word of that, I'm not sure how they say it, but this is the definition of that word seasons. In other words, God creates the seasons. He creates the springtime, the, you know, the summer, the fall seasons. But the definition is an appointment that is a fixed time or season, specifically a festival, a signal as appointed beforehand, Appointment, assembly, congregation, feast. You realize this is, a, this is a direct reference to the holy days of God. When God says, right off the get-go at Genesis 1 and verse 14, God said, let there be lights in the firmament, firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let, there be, let them be for signs, for seasons, and for days, and for years. In other words, what you have, I mean, I believe that God gave Adam and Eve, 
his appointed times, his holy days, right off the get-go. I mean, why not? Why, why would you not? You know, I gave a sermon one time that man needs something to celebrate. He's always looking for something to celebrate, you know, whether it's bike weekend or all the crazy things that people do. Man needs something to celebrate. He's, he's desperate about that. NASCAR racing, whatever it may be, we, it's, it's internal. So why would God not, you know, give them his holy days right off the get-go? So again, we have connecting up God's Sabbaths, whether you're talking about the weekly Sabbath or the annual holy days, you have creation, man, God's Sabbaths. Powerful concept when you think about it. The weekly Sabbath and the annual Sabbaths that occur in their seasons. This is foundational. And anytime you find something right off the get-go, right, that goes all the way back to creation, you need to say, hey, this is important to God. This is really important to God. All right, the second concept of the compass, the Sabbath used as a compass to direct us into a relationship with him, is that the Sabbath is a, the commanded disconnect. In other words, it's part of the law of God. God says, I want you to stop. I want you to disconnect and connect with me. Now, <clears throat> the reason I think this is one is important is because, you know, the, the last six commandments are written within the conscience of man. We know it's wrong to lie, steep steal, cheat, commit adultery. It's in the conscience of man. But the first four commandments, you have to be told those. You have to be told, you know, this is the way you love God. And the Sabbath is, is, comes into that category. Because without the Sabbath, I know what I would do. I would work myself to death. I would never quit, I don't think. Until I just got totally worn out, and then I would quit. But I would always be thinking of something to do. It would never end. And so you got to be told, disconnect from your life, just like an overloaded receptacle. You ever notice people do that? They have like 20 cords running into one thing. <laughs> disconnect all that and connect with me. Again, I, w I would work myself to death. I know that. And, and you know, I remember the report I heard about the, I think the donkeys that take you down into the Grand Canyon. And they were getting irritable, you know, they were bucking and throwing people off. And whoops, there goes another one off, you know, <laughs> off the edge there. And they figured out if they gave those, uh, if they gave them one day rest. Now, I don't know if it was, you know, on the seventh day, but they would give them one day out of every, you know, a, a day of rest. And they behaved a lot better. What's the lesson? <laughs> Even a dumb ass knows the importance of the Sabbath. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, what we overlook is the reason for commanding the disconnect. In other words, there's a reason I'm telling you to disconnect. It's because I want you to connect with me. It's going to be impossible for you to connect with me unless you disconnect. That's, that's the lesson of the Sabbath. In other words, what that tells me is this. A 45-minute worship service is not enough. It's just not. Now, I'm not saying you stay in church all day. But... Uh, uh, I think what I get from it is the importance of connecting to creation. You, you glory. I think God, when he finished his work and rested, I think he was looking at it all and saying, wow, that was a great job. I mean, you know, 
When you do a job well, you have a tendency to do that and say that, you know, to, to say that was a job well done. So I think for us, we ought to include in, in keeping the Sabbath is, man, just the glory in creation, just to, I know it's, it's, it's times of the year, seasons when it's easier for me to do that, but springtime when it's getting a warmth in the air and the buttercups and flowers and the birds are singing, wow, that, that connection to creation is so very powerful for me. I love it. And, and even, even a big two-foot snow, as long as I'm sitting by the fireplace <laughs> and looking out. <laughs> I always love cutting the floodlights on. And, and it shows the snow just pouring. I always I look at those, and they say every flake is different. Every snowflake is different. So to, to glory in creation. And, and then, you know, I've mentioned this before, but God created man on the sixth day, told them to be fruitful and multiply, and then he gave them the Sabbath day, a day off. Now that's, that's, that's cool, is it not? Uh, and then I think about the animosity, on the other hand, the animosity that people have toward the Sabbath day. Sometimes it just reeks the, the attacks that you hear of why this really isn't important. Okay, the third compass thing in, in connecting to God through God's Sabbaths, talking about weekly and the annual holy days, putting them in the same you know, box as a time of divine worship. The third one is the Sabbath was made for man. Now, that's a statement we're going to read. Jesus said that. But the reason is, when I think about this one, you know, what came first? Well, man was created. And then God said, man needs a Sabbath. Now, think about that. God created man. We have creation, man, God's Sabbath. God created man, and he looked at him and said, that man needs a Sabbath. Man needs a compass. He needs a way to always find his way back to me. I'll give him my Sabbath. Okay. Uh, Mark 2 and verse 27. Mark 2 and verse 27. Mark 2 and verse 27. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. You know, the word Lord means supreme in authority. How, how could Jesus say that he was Lord of the Sabbath? You know, the, it's because he created it, when you think about it. He created the Sabbath. That's how he could say he was Lord of it. Remember the statement that almost got him killed? He said, before Abraham, I am. Identifying his pre-existence with the Father. Now, when we realize who Jesus is, to me the biggest misunderstanding is the failure to realize who Jesus Christ is. Let's take a look at that one. Colossians 1 and verse 14. I think if people could grasp this, they wouldn't have the arguments that they have about the law of God, the Sabbath day, or anything. If they could just grasp this, this, these few verses, Colossians 1 and verse 14, to truly understand this, Colossians 1 and verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, who, who, who could this be? It can only be one, Christ Jesus. Who is the image of the invisible God? 
the firstborn of every creature. Wow. By him were all things created that are, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Man, what a verse. What a verse that tells us, you know, basically what that tells you is this, that the, inst the, the, the instrument that the Father used to do all things, creating, giving the law, writing the law with his, with his fingers, the instrument the Father used to do all this was none other than Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus is the God of the Old Testament. So if people understood this one verse, there, would be all, there, would, there wouldn't be all this confusion over the Sabbath day or his law. There wouldn't be any of this, well, should I keep it or not? You know, you, you realize Jesus created it. All right, the fourth point about the compass of the importance of the Sabbaths, the weekly and the annual holy days, is this. The Sabbaths are basic Christianity 101. It really is. It really is simple. It's what I call basic. It is the starting point for a relationship with God. Now, once you abandon those things, the Sabbaths, I think it was Ron Dart that said this, that once you abandon the Sabbaths, weekly, annual, you're on a slippery slope, like a slippery water slide with detergent on it, and, you're slip and there's not much to grab a hold of as you slide down. Once you abandon God's Sabbaths, not much to grab hold of. Um, and we know what happened in our society. It is a fact of history that early in history, the Sabbath was abandoned for Sunday keeping, and the two major holidays, Christmas and Easter, the holy days just basically fell into disuse. And the two major holidays, Christmas and Easter, overtook that. That's pretty much a fact of history. Look on my personal Facebook page. I just reposted this, so it's on the top. Um, it's a Catholic priest talking about the authority for Sunday keeping. You will be amazed at what he says right out of the horse's mouth, you know, is what they admit to. You'll be shocked by it. But be sure and look at that on my personal Facebook page. Now, I think one of the deceptions that we have is, a lot of people can have is that, okay, because we start with basic, you know, beginning a relationship with God. We go back to the foundation of Genesis, where God says the weekly Sabbath, the annual Sabbaths are set in place. And so there's an idea, well, I can, you know, I can skip basic Christianity 101, and then I can go on to Christianity 102. No, you can't skip, skip 101. You've got to first go through it, and then you can work your way into, you know, there's almost a deception out there. I don't need Christianity 101. I don't need to start there. And they... Speaking of the Sabbath, shall be a sign between you and me that you may know that I am the Lord your God. You know, when you think about what that verse is saying, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. 
What is God saying with that? The Sabbaths are a sign between me and you that you may know. To know God. So we go back to the foundation from creation. You had creation, man, God's Sabbaths. You have the commanded disconnect. Basic Christianity starts with God's Sabbaths. The Sabbath identifies the God that you serve. So what I want to encourage you is this. Don't ever let someone try to convince you, because I've had a lot of people try to convince me of this, that the Sabbath is not important. A lot of, because I put up, post a lot of stuff on the internet, so there's a lot of stuff I get back, feedback, trying to convince me desperately that it's just not, and don't ever let someone try to convince you that it's not important. Basically, what they're saying is, I don't care to know the real God, is basically what they're saying when they try to tell you that Sabbath is not important. I don't really care about knowing the real God. It's what they're saying. All right, one more verse. Matthew 13, verse 16. An acknowledgement here about this. Something that Jesus said. Matthew 13, verse 16. Matthew 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets... And righteous men have desired to see those things which you, which you see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. I know and I admit that it takes a miracle to get this. Because I used to be one, even though I had a background of my parents kept the Sabbath and I had that background but I, I, know, I can remember being out there, you know, on the lake, trying to get that old boat to run, that old piece of junk that we bought, you know, and I'd be working on it all day long on Saturday, trying to get it cranked. It wouldn't crank, and, and just you know, out there sweating, you know, and you think, I'm supposed to be having fun. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on the lake. <laughs> and it wouldn't crank, and it wouldn't crank. Give up on it. Go back down there the next day, it'd fire right up. So I know what it's like, you know, I know it takes a miracle to even have the conviction. To have the conviction. So consider it, I want us to consider it a great honor. Really a great honor that comes from God. Because God says to you, I want you to know me my way. By keeping my Sabbaths. 